0: Welcome to the show. We are having a blast. I'm excited for this one because the person I'm talking to, I know him, and I can't wait to introduce you to him. He is brilliant. I can't wait to learn from him. Well, who is he, Casey? He's a podcast producer, a digital media specialist, and an audio engineering expert. And when we talk about creating the greatest show, how you sound is so critical. I can't wait to learn more from him on this topic. We're also going to get into a little bit of video. Fun fact. He has a passion for the environment and often rides his bicycle to work. He first honed his skills in radio and then has grown into multiple podcasts, producing multiple podcasts for B2B industries, services, even universities. Podcast producer at Ringmaster, Liam Gusias. welcome to the show, sir.
1: Thank you for having me, Casey. Excited to be here.
0: Welcome, dude. This is great. It's like we're talking to each other And we're actually in two different rooms just because we uh, (laughs) wanted to emphasize what things sounded like and get after it. So I'm going to stop talking because really, this is actually a special episode uh, all about audio and how you sound. And we're going to get into it because you're an expert in this topic. So with that, I'm going to stop talking and pass you this question. Here it is, the question we ask everyone at the start of the show, pull back the curtain for us and share your most important strategy for a great podcast.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think my most important strategy for creating a great podcast is knowing how to use your microphone properly.
0: Knowing there it is. Knowing it in this this has gotta be one of the if not the top strategy. This is the thing. If you don't sound right, no one's gonna
1: listen. Exactly. Yeah. I mean people are coming to listen to your podcast if they get on and it's really echoey, really terrible audio. They're just gonna they're gonna shut it off. You could be a a Nobel Prize winning speaker. You could be talking about how you're developing a cure for cancer, but if it sounds like you're being recorded over a drive through intercom, no one's gonna want to listen because it's it's just not gonna sound very good. And I feel like we've gotten just like we've gotten used
0: to buying things easily on Amazon. We've gotten used to hearing good audio from everyone's favorite podcast. So if you're creating one and you're trying to get in on that action. If you can't meet some standards, then people just, they flush you out, man. They're going to get another podcast. Life's too short. There's something about that audio quality. Uh, and I guess the crazy thing is here, there's the there's the guest's audio and the host's audio. So we've got a lot of different avenues for destruction here.
1: Oh, absolutely. And that's that, I think, would be part of the challenge, is that there can be so many variables. Uh, and I think what might disappoint people a little bit is that we're actually, right off the bat, we're not even going to talk about any gear when it comes to getting good audio it starts with your environment first of all where you're recording you want to pick a good recording environment because a microphone what a microphone is really it's a it's a device that picks up sound that's what it is full stop if there's sound going on like my voice that I want to be picked up it's gonna pick that up If there's a construction worker operating a jackhammer in my street out in front of my house Probably also going to pick up that sound. So starting with a really good environment to record in, that is where you, that's going to give you the best leg up, regardless of your microphone. Now, there's a lot of stuff that you can control. There's also a lot of stuff that you can't control. For example, you know, again, if you've got if there's construction going on outside and you've got to record a podcast right this second, you can't go outside and say, "Hey, can you guys pause your jackhammer for an hour? I got to record this podcast." Here's twenty bucks. Take a break. Yeah. <laughs> but if you have, you know, access to more than, if you've got different locations you can go to start by finding the location that overall has the quietest environment for you right you go in and it should start with listening go into your environment go into your room and just listen for noises in the background and when you hear if you hear stuff kinda of ask yourself okay is this something that I can address can I fix this is it a fan in the background an AC unit that I can turn off for an hour while I record or Is it something that I can't change about my environment? And you want to go through that and just get yourself the quietest environment that you can. And again, there's stuff that you can turn off, turn that stuff off. Uh, for me personally, I know I like to fidget. I'm a fidgeter. Um, so I have removed basically everything on this desk in front of me, besides my laptop and this microphone. Cause I know if there's a pen in front of me, eventually halfway through, I'll, I'll pick that up and I'll start clicking it. And that's going to make sound. And that's going to show up on the recording. Uh, assess now, your now, chair. Tell, yeah. tell me,
0: I mean, I, I like sometimes I'll fidget too. How much, I guess it, this eventually gets into the microphone. By the way, I love the fact you brought it to the basics saying like a microphone's job is to pick up sound. So if, if you're making sound or if you have a, a shitty environment, It's doing its job picking up sound. It's not its fault. It's your fault for not finding a better environment or or trying to turn things off. But how how much of those clicks do get picked up? I mean, I guess that's the question. The clicks or slamming on your, your desk or just how sensitive can these things be?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, we can we can find out right now, because luckily for you, I did actually, It's you told me how far I had to reach off off stage. I've got a pen, right? So you I'll did. click this. You can listen <laughs> to it. Anyway, this thing is, it's going to vary. It's going to vary you know, how clicky your pen is, how sensitive your microphone is. Right, uh, right now, I'm talking into a Audio-Technica ATR2100X. We'll get more into the details on that. Uh, it's a pretty common microphone. So here's me clicking my pen, you know.
0: Oh, I can hear that. Yeah, you can hear it. Yeah, it's not it's, super loud and annoying. Like, 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 if it was right in front of it, I don't know. I don't know if that's louder.
1: Yeah, I can hear, I hear that. Drive
0: people crazy, but that this is the episode to drive you crazy. We want people to hear yeah. <laughs> what it sounds like. We want you to hear. Sometimes, as a host, if you're the offender doing it, you don't necessarily hear. You know, one thing I like to do. I, I want to ask you on this. Sometimes I'll take my pen apart. I, I I wonder if you can, if you can hear that too. Can you hear that in the background? No. Okay.
1: Maybe, maybe a little bit. And again, a it's guilty you know, pleasure. In the, in the I can moment.
0: deconstruct the pen. Anyone else do that out there? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, um, you know, that's something that I find I have to do myself. Cause again, I I'll, I'll sit there and I'll just kind of fidget. I'll, I'll, I'll pick up a pen. I'll pick up a, you know, little statue on my desk, whatever. And I'll kind of play around with it. And that is going to also get some, some sound there, but also kind of on, on the flip side too, you know, it can be it for me. I don't, I, I could, sit there and, and fiddle with my pen and then someone asks me a question i'll be like oh wait what were we talking about i was so focused on this pen that i was i was fiddling around gotcha. with. so a little bit of a, a bump there for audio quality but also just uh recording as well too got
0: it and so um, and know, by the way it you started with environment and I'm, I'm excited i want to talk a little bit more about environment are, are there how many of these elements are there that we need to think about i'm just i'm just curious what the total number is so that I can mentally absolutely
1: I mean it's going to start mostly with we got environment and then the positioning of the microphone got it are going to be the the key things okay so
0: there's those two key things okay um let's go back to environment uh turn off things anything you can think of that we should like some common turn off things Uh, you mentioned I think you mentioned ac unit or watch out for the heat
1: yeah or if you've got like, like I've got a fan right here right now I'll turn this on so I don't know if that's being picked up. This is a pretty small fan, but again, if you've just anything you've got
2: kind a of little going on bit. In the
1: background, the yeah. quieter you can yeah. work to make that room, the better. Yeah. Because again, you're going to be listening to this through your your earbuds through your speakers, and you're going to hear basically everything the microphone picks up. And you and you've
0: got a, I mean, you've got a decent mic, right? So I could hear an underlying. You know, it wasn't. I didn't know what it was, but I could hear like a just like a, an extra line of something underneath and that's with a good mic if you're on your laptop sound i mean that's probably just going to blow it out of the water
1: oh absolutely it's going to be picking that up it's going to be picking up every little kind of you know, squeak of the chair if yeah. the table wiggles a little bit you mentioned kind of thumps on the table um that is that's also something to consider is you know, if you've got a if your table right in front of you and a just a heads up to anyone, you'll you'll hear some thumbs through the audio. If I if I just kind of like if I go and rest my arms on it or if I kind of tap on the table, that sounds gonna go up. Even though I've got a boom, a little bit of that vibration is gonna be transferred through the boom into the microphone, and you're just gonna hear a lot of low end rumble, which is right. not particularly nice to listen to. Right. So part of that also includes setting up your space so that you're comfortable, so that you're not going to be knocking into things, hitting them, and and causing those those vibrations. Now, with your setup, there are a lot of ways that you can also work to mitigate that, but ultimately we wanna start with the best quality that we can give our microphone. It's kind of this idea of, of signal flow. The signal flow is basically the path that the sound takes to get from my mouth to the listener's ears. And there's a bunch of different steps along the way. But through each of those steps, you you can't make the audio any higher quality. You can edit it and and, and tweak and adjust things, but I can't re, I can't, you know, there's not just a magic button I can press on an editor to say, hey, make this, make this file higher quality, make it have recorded in a higher quality. There are a lot of really cool tools out there, which we can dive into, but you want to set yourself up with the, the best situation before you start recording. Makes so sense. that way, you don't have to try and take out every little squeak, you know, every fan hum. And again, there's a lot of really powerful tools out there that can make the best out of a unoptimal situation. But if you can get yourself into an optimal situation before you start recording, that's gonna just take your audio to a whole whole to the next level. This is a really good point. Uh, in this,
0: I could picture this in my mind. I, I love this because it, you're you're talking about how. Whatever you capture, that's what you get. Yeah. And then it only can get worse from there. Uh, and I, I guess you, one of the things as you mentioned you, you have tools, and we could talk more about that. You could, in my mind, you can make things less bad. You can, mm-hmm. you can try to remove some of the interference, but it, but you're not going to ever elevate the sound better, higher quality as it's going. Like you capture it, you captured it. Yeah. So it's almost like start with the best you can capture, whatever that thing is. And then know that as you go, it's going to be going down and down and down. Mm. Interesting. Signal yeah.
1: flow. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's that's kind of everything. with That's the major stuff with environment is, again, just okay. making sure that you've got a as quiet as you can make it, within reason, environment to record in. Now, you don't have to, like, you'll notice if you, if you look around, this room's not treated. There's no acoustic foam in here. Again, depending and it all kind of depends on the, the level you want to shoot for, right? If you've got a million dollar budget and you want to cover every inch of your space in acoustic foam, go crazy. Um and while treatment of room can help, again, it's not it's not a it's not a fix. So not hear yeah, about that
0: cuz I guess it goes to environment too. The, like audio treatment and in and foam, should we be buying foam and
1: that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, foam can absolutely, uh, tr- treatment of a room absolutely helps, but it's one of those things that you have to do it with intention to, if you just slap a bunch of foam on the walls, just kind of willy-nilly, and expect it to make you sound like you're on NPR, you're probably going to be a little disappointed. Um, audio acoustics is a whole other, we can, you know, there's a whole deep dive to, to go on that, and I am by no means a, an acoustics expert, but uh, Today you are. Ultimately, you know. Okay,
0: so that's a good point because I can totally see myself, other people getting a little crazy, ordering a bunch of foamy things and being like, I treated my room. And
1: But um, ultimately what you want is, is the, so like the worst case scenario would be to record in a completely empty room, like a glass room, completely mm-hmm. empty glass room where it's a square because you're going to get a ton of reflections. Glass is a super reflective surface. You've got a bunch of, you know, Parallel surfaces. That's that's the worst case. It's like a really reflective parallel surface. Sound's just going to bounce all off. Um, now I'm in an office. We've got drywall, which is less reflective than glass. It's still not perfect, um, but again, there are would be maybe. The treatment of this room would be maybe lower on the list of things to address and say if there's an hvac unit running because it's going to be some smaller reflections now what you do ultimately is you'd want kind of some soft bodied surfaces you know we've got carpet f- carpeted flooring and we actually have a popcorn ceiling which despite how ugly they look <laughs> do give a slight you know a slight benefit to the audio quality because they're not a completely smooth, they're a little kind of porous surface. Yeah, I think so the 1900s, too. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, a little bit of foam in the right places just to kind of prevent uh, ref- reflections in, in the gotcha. room. Again, you don't need to go crazy. You need to cover every inch of your your walls in acoustic foam. Uh, but uh, you know, in the corners, particularly, you've got 90-degree corners. Anywhere, there's particularly some pretty egregious parallel surfaces. Just adding more into the room. It's like if you've ever you know you move into a new house or an apartment, you step in, there's no furniture and it's kind of echoey. Yeah. But, you know, once you get your your couch, your rug, your TV, all your furniture in there, there's not as much echo because all of that stuff in your room is absorbing or kind of diffusing the sound. So it.
0: that so can also furniture be part is good. Of so um, absolutely. Yeah, because I can see some people trying to like clear the space. This is my recording space and get rid of that stuff. And the problem is now we've created more of these these echoes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And again, it depends on, you know, it, you, you don't want to throw like a hundred chairs into an, uh, a meeting room to kind of absorb the sound, but absolutely, you know, it, it can be, it, and it depends to yeah, If, you, if yeah. you're in a glass room with like a glass table, that's going to not work so well yeah. for you. I've definitely interviewed people in those
0: too, and I, I can mm-hmm. hear the difference with that. So yeah. for for these kind of things, are there, you know, maybe not the foam level of treatment. I know we've talked about getting a rug in my office here. Are there some simple things? And I see you have a plant. Are there some just simple things? You just try to fill the space if you can, if you have the, the chance to put stuff in there.
1: Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, uh, i this plant's probably not doing too much. It's mostly here. Oh, you for, know what? Uh, I thought it was a giant purposes. plant behind you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's so funny. I thought it was like in the corner. No, it's just a small I'm little like, oh, desk plant. you put plant. a plant in the corner. That's so um, cool. But
1: no, it's like on the table. Okay. Yeah. Um. You know, carpets um, are, are, are great uh, some wall art would probably help too because okay. that would kind of help break it up and again you, uh, people shouldn't avoid foam I just think that you don't want to again you don't want to go crazy with it a right. couple pieces of foam in, in a room will really help uh, again just maybe some soft furniture rugs are, are will really do a pretty decent amount of, of work for you too and you can even get kind of kind of rudimentary with it you know I've seen people hang up like heavy moving blankets around them so you could just you know build a small little frame behind you just drape a heavy blanket over you that's going to do a fair bit they're actually also if you really want uh, there are I've, I've seen them it's kind of like a half shell of acoustic foam that wraps around your microphone uh, okay so that kind of shields the microphone from a lot of background noise and then you kind of talk directly into it so there's a ton of ton of really great options out there it's going to just kind of depend on the environment but we're both in pretty quiet rooms
2: yeah. And
1: we're recording with, you know, mics that aren't super duper sensitive, that are pretty close to us. Right. So there's probably not going to be that much re- reflection going on. And again, bigger concerns for the average person are going to be, you know, an HVAC unit, if you've got a refrigerator with that, that kind of hum in the background, fans, uh, maybe the fan of your computer, if you've got a bunch of papers on your desk in front of you that you're, you're rustling around, uh, again, clicky pens or. Yeah. Just, again, anything that's kind of more more present because it's, it's really easy to get that stuff out of the way yeah the foam is money and time and but it's it is worth doing okay. especially if you are going to regularly be recording having a, a treated room mm-hmm. isn't going to hurt you but there are also yeah. a, that, that that isn't where i'd start right okay if you've got you know six refrigerators in your recording space <laughs> and your first thought is oh let me get some acoustic foam Let's start. Start at the top. Get as much of the loud stuff just out of that space as you can, the and then work to treat it. Uh, pretty. What I'll do is I'll just go around the room, and you give a quick clap. And if you listen, and again, this is kind of the takeaways. It's all about listening. If you listen, you can hear echoes. So in some places, if you clap and it's 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 dead, that's that's better than if, you. Know, if you went to an empty concert hall, you clapped and you hear that echo. You don't want that echo. So that's kind of a quick, really, really rudimentary crash course on how to treat a room. Um, There are tons of really, really good videos and tutorials online uh, that if people are interested in learning more and really diving into the science about it, there's some really, really cool stuff out there that explains and really breaks down how to and why treatment is necessary.
0: That's amazing. I'm glad we're talking about this. And it also explains why when we first got this new office, I remember watching you walk around clapping like Rain Man in different spots in this office. And you were listening for Echoes. And I'm pretty echoey in here uh, because it's, it's a wide open space. And so I've started buying some wall art like you've talked about. But yeah, I'll get that rug in here. So it'll be interesting to, to see the difference. Yeah. But I've got an advanced question for you. Yes. If you want to punt it to later when we talk about mics, feel free. But you also mentioned a little bit the idea that our mics are, are a certain kind, that they're close to us, they're picking up directly from our, our mouths, they're pretty, you know, the position near us, for those listening, about a fist away, uh, it, that, these don't pick up as much as, say, a Blue Yeti mic or some of these other kind of mics where, I mean, I've heard it pick up the neighbors mowing the lawn. Can oh. you talk to me about that? Like. D- the mic matters too and does or, or do you want to punt that question to talk mics
1: yeah Oh, uh, we can we' we'll, we'll, let's let's pump that for a little bit because we can or we can uh we can go into kind of positioning of the mic really quick and then and then jump into the, the different types of microphones and how those yeah let's will, do that will, let's will do, kind
0: of do that. so we'll just tease everyone with the answer is coming yeah. <laughs> later uh <so laughs> but yeah, there is there is a difference
1: for everyone we'll uh we'll, we'll get there because there's a lot there's a lot of thoughts to be had about different types of microphones as well too when it comes to positioning ultimately good starting point maybe about a fist or you know some people do kind of like this away from your mouth but again yeah. it kind of comes back to this idea of of listen to it set up your mic position it you'll know, start with about a fist away record it listen to it how does that sound do the level sound good does it sound like i'm too close to like you definitely don't want to be right on top of the mic if i get on top of it it's just because the you're like an AM talk uh, Yeah, <laughs> there's but traffic coming over the freeway. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but on the on the flip side, you also don't want the microphone to be too far away, right? If I go just all the way over here, you can probably still hear me. I can. Doesn't sound very good. It's like my ears are working overtime to hear you. It's I'm I'm far away. You're going to miss out on some of those those lower frequencies. So you know about kind of maybe six inches away from the mouth. Again, set that up. Listen to it. If it sounds like you're too far away, move the mic a little bit closer. If it sounds like you're too close, move the mic a little bit further away. Yeah. Um, there isn't, and, and this is going to kind of, you know, I hate to break it to everyone. There isn't always going to be a perfect textbook of it should be exactly, you know, 5. mm. 5.75 inches away at this angle. A lot of it is trial and error. See how it sounds. Because, again, that's the whole thing is it's people are going to be listening to this. So listen to it. See how it sounds. and If it doesn't sound good, you got to adjust it. Now, the the positioning of the microphone, there's a lot of different ways that you can do it. Uh, You've got it below your mouth. Mm -hmm. I've got it off to the side. It's not going to make... There's a little bit of of sound difference. That's getting really kind of into the minutia. Nice. um, And we'd have to get really critical for the listening. Really, this is going to be more so about personal preference. Okay. And also what you have positioned in front of you.
0: Yeah.
1: I like to have a mic higher up or sometimes even hanging directly above. Dep- cool. Again, yeah, depends on how I'm set up, what I'm doing. For here, I've set this up here, just so that it's kind of out of the way. Um, but I've also got my laptop in front of me. So if I had the mic, say, and I've actually got a, a another microphone. If I had this mic kind of set up here, it's yeah. gonna kind of block a little bit of my my view of the screen. Yeah. Oh, oh right, um, right. So you can't even see something on the screen. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or for example, when I've done you know voiceover work in in like some studios before, when I was recording a podcast that. that University of Rochester I was in a studio I was standing I didn't Mm -hmm. have a desk I had a mic it was hanging in front of me because I had a stand with a paper script in front of me if I had that mic in front of me it would have been blocking the script right microphones are really easy to move that that is that's that's gonna be one big key takeaway for people position yourself where you're comfortable move the microphone around your body don't try to contort yourself and, and adjust yourself to where the microphone is. It's really easy to move a microphone. So, you know, that's such a key
0: point, the idea of being comfortable where it's at. I remember talking to a, a new host and it, it kind of looked like she was leaning over the desk to try to get to the mic. You know, like as if it was wherever it was going to be and then you had to come to it and it just seems like it's probably better to have it the opposite have that thing come to you and not not you you know be so out of out, out of comfort you know she was kind of collapsed in on herself mm-hmm. and leaning over the table and it just it didn't look like something she could she could hold for an hour long show
1: oh, oh no absolutely not. and and that's cuz I'm I'm sitting nice and upright you know I can get a lot of air into my chest I'm, I'm speaking very comfortably yeah. If I have this microphone lower or, or like really low and then I have to kinda of hunch over to I'm just going to be speaking hunched over you know my diaphragm my lungs are gonna be compressed and you might even already be able to hear a little bit of a difference in my voice just because I'm having to talk a little bit differently yeah you sound so, like a jerk man you sound yeah like <laughs> so a boom arm is a really really Great investment because again, this one is just clamped to the desk. Yeah, it's adjustable. You want to move the mic to you, not move yourself to the microphone. Where you're gonna place it, whether it's coming in from the right, for the left, that's gonna be personal preference. How your your setup is, what else you have in your setup, because again, that microphone is gonna be the easiest thing to move and adjust. I like to have mine. You'll notice mine is not. I'm not talking directly straight forward into my microphone. I'm facing this way. The microphone's kind of off kilter a little bit to the okay. side. That's gonna help with uh, some some plosives, some feedback. But I also, again, I don't want to have it directly in front of my vision. I'm gonna move it off to the side a little bit. Talk to me about um, plosives and feedback. Yeah, cool. absolutely. So this will just be kind of a quick, you know, quick warning for people. This this next bit of audio is going to be purposely bad. So a plosive, what that is, is it's a burst of air from your mouth on on particularly harsh sounds. So your P's, your B's, your S's to a degree. Um, but so, so I'll get real close on the mic. You can hear me. If I go just go, It's, a, it's a, there's a burst of air that is going to hit The microphone capsule and distort it a little Mm -hmm. bit and it's not a fun sound it just sounds really really terrible to listen to and if you have a lot of those that that can turn someone off of a recording very quickly so if i were to say you know like peter piper picked a pack of pickled peppers right yeah that doesn't that's not gonna sound very good if i'm this close to the mic and if i'm really enunciating those sounds
0: yeah and if, if your listeners hear that like during your introduction of your guests they're gonna bounce before you even introduce the person
1: yeah. oh, 100% I think I think I I'd have to find exactly, but I think I've heard something where it's like the first 20 it's the first 20 seconds that you have of your podcast to yeah. really get people to stay or they leave um, so it's it might not be exactly 20 but it's a it's, there's a very short window of where people will if they're new to your show and they're trying to figure out if they want to listen to it they listen yeah. to that little bit and that's what either makes or breaks the show for them. Now, because I've got this off to the side, um, when I do those plosives, most of that force is going to go straight out of my mouth, so it's going to kind of skirt around the microphone mm, a little I bit. See, it's, it's, it's smart. It's not going to be. I guess it's not 100% perfect. Part of that also is the technique that you use, where you just kind of have to maybe consciously try to take a little bit of the force out of those plosives, so not just being so. Got to kind of yourself try to reel it in a little bit on those sounds.
0: Kind of eat those things huh? instead of projecting them. You're not projecting. It's
1: not a stage. Exactly. Now, a microphone like this is going to come with a built-in windscreen, which also helps. Um, If I were to take this little shiny metal grill off, there'd be a layer of foam on the inside. That's going to do a little bit for you. But a pop filter is another really, really good uh, kind of piece of, of kit. To yeah. get, and what that is, is just a, th- a thin screen, it could be mesh, nylon, uh, or like a little metal grill that sits in front of the microphone between your mouth and your microphone. So, if you have a particularly sensitive microphone or you're particularly you know sensitive to creating those sounds, a pop filter is a really great piece of kit to get. You can go pretty crazy high end with them, you can also get some for like 10 15 bucks, they're going to work pretty well. Gotcha. That is a really, really good piece of, of kit to have in addition to your boom arm. Because with your boom arm, again, not only for positioning, uh, if you have a table-mounted tripod, that is going to pick up more of those vibrations from the desk impacts right. than a boom is. And now a shock mount is is kind of a nice extra third piece to that, that equation. So a shock mount is what's gonna connect your microphone to, it's a special kind of, of connector. This is just a plastic clip right here, but a yeah. shock mount, got some sort of absorption in it usually kind of like a rubber nylon strings that kind of hold the microphone those just cut down on the vibrations that make their way to the microphone it's another great way to just kind of set up your mic for success gotcha and again you can avoid a lot of those impacts just by not touching the table but again kind of redundancy building in redundancy there of just setting up yourself for success to have the cleanest audio you can. So a wow. pop filter. If there's a shock mount for your microphone, and then a boom arm, those are going to be some of the pieces of kit. Really, for any microphone, that will help your quality sound better.
0: You know, I'm glad you brought this up. I think the underlying statement here, like the, you know, the caveman statement for for people like me, is don't hold on to your mic, right? Yeah. <laughs> Not only <laughs> don't have it on a tripod in front of you, you know. Because something like even this mic came with this little cheap little thing that just sits there, but that's really picking up your desk. Uh, but don't hold it. And I've had people holding them sometimes, we, we've done that at like events and whatnot. But every, I mean, now you don't have any boom, you don't have every little touch of the. I don't know if you could touch your mic or whatnot, but I mean, it just I remember people like moving it around in their hands, and you're hearing all of that and it's worse than all the plosives and all the, mm-hmm. the the lawnmowers in the
1: world if you're moving
0: that thing around so it's like you can't touch the mic
1: yeah yeah absolutely um and and, cool. and last kind of just just a little like understanding about like how your microphone works with your whole setup is understanding your microphone it's a tool that's just one part of your overall recording workflow. Other good questions to ask yourself are, what are you recording into? Are you gonna record locally? Are you gonna record over Zoom? What sort of post-processing or editing are you going to do? And again, that stuff won't necessarily make your audio better, but it can kind of sweeten the sound. You know, a little bit of compression, a little bit of EQ can help take out maybe some harsh frequencies, just kind of sweeten up the sound of your voice, give you a little bit more consistent volume level as well, too, with compression. Um, there are, and I hesitate to always recommend these to people because you want to use them as a tool rather than a a, a crutch. Mm. Audio repair plugins. One of my my favorite tools, software that I've ever used is you know, Isotope RX. It's an audio repair plugin. It's really good at taking out background noise. What's it called? I've, uh, Isotope. That's I Z O T O P E, and then RX. Okay. It's it's their suite of audio repair tools. So you can just take a file, run it through it, it'll give you even some recommended uh, presets. For example, I was editing some audio that was recorded at a, a trade show. Someone was interviewing a guest on a uh, condenser mic and people were just, you know, lots of oh, people talking no. in the background. And you run this file through this program and it took out basically all of the background vocals. What, really? And so. This is... You're asking this program here to separate voice from voice, and it did a pretty good job at that. Now again, you don't want to just rely on that and let yourself right. get in the habit of bad technique, right. but if there is a troublesome bit of background audio, a hum that you really want to take out, or it's something that you missed when you were listening to the room or trying to get set up that you hear when you're recording plugins like those can be a powerful tool again when used properly you don't want to rely on them and just say oh yeah i'll record whatever quality i won't even worry about setting up but plugins like those can be a very valuable tool in your overall workflow right and then last last thing is just again listen to your microphone it records sound listen to what it's recording and and try to find all of the little trouble areas love that man so plug it in do a demo recording talk into it, listen to it, and, and go from there.
0: Yeah, you know what it helped me to when I was doing that, that demo recording was recording video at the same mm-hmm. time so that I could see where I was relative to the mic. You know, I like I kind of backed away a little bit and I got closer and I got too close and, and I was able to watch myself in video and then hear that playback of what that mic sounded like. Uh, talk to me about monitoring uh, because we haven't quite touched on that. Um, do you recommend people do that? And maybe describe what that is and and would that help?
1: Yeah, it's okay. It'll kind of depend on your overall setup but monitoring would be listening to your your signal in through your microphone as you're recording. Um, Yeah, depending on the setup you may or may not want to but that will let you just hear how you sound in real time. So if you really want to monitor yourself and know how you sound that is an option. I mean, For the recording that we're doing right now uh, I'm not monitoring myself I am plugged in just to hear you through my earbuds Um, if maybe we were live at a again at a conference and I was using a handheld recorder I'd probably be plugged in and I'd be listening to the microphone so that I could make adjustments to the gain and, and set the microphone up for that environment really well Um, If I was maybe recording multiple guests in one location through an interface, yeah, I'd probably want to monitor that as well, too. I'm not too worried about feedback or or picking up any other noise in this room, so I'm not monitoring it right now. Um, But if it is a concern for someone, go ahead. For some people, it might be a little distracting uh, trying to listen to themselves and the person they're talking to at the same time and trying to think, okay, what's up with my audio, but then also making sure you're staying engaged with the guest that you're talking to.
2: Yeah.
0: And you know, some mics have the ability to do that. Some don't. And mm-hmm. I mean, I think, I think as a level of complexity gets higher, you have more of the ability to do that. I once tried to do some monitoring of myself with some like super techie Apple noise canceling headphones and there was just ever so slightly a half second, second delay. Yep. So it didn't work. I literally had to return the headphones because I wasn't getting that pure monitor of myself. I was getting it's like delay of myself plus the guest. It was really wacky. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so monitoring is typically what plugged into the mic itself, or if you've got a next level system, you're plugged into your mixer or something else like that.
1: Yeah, okay. yeah. Makes
0: sense. Cool. Yeah, cool. So we got environment, we got positioning. Are we talking about mics next? Let's talk about microphones. What do you what do you
1: want to know about microphones? What's do you have a burning question? Some of that's Well, let's I mean,
0: yeah, let's talk. I mean, you've mentioned condenser. Maybe we talk about sort of basic categories of mics first, but I'd love to just get into it. And also, I know you've prepared some different examples. I'd love to hear what they sound like.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, when it comes to picking out a microphone, there's a couple of things to, to note, and you'll see a lot of articles online, um, some better than others. The first thing before you pick out any microphone is just figure out where you're going to be recording and what you need from that microphone to do, and, and that'll make more sense as we go down the line. So when you think about microphones, there are going to be a couple different decisions to make. One of the biggest ones that you're gonna see in respect to podcasting is going to be uh, the the connection, USB or XLR. Now USB, uh, like this microphone, it's just a cable, runs straight from the mic, just directly into the computer. There's a little bit of circuitry in the microphone that converts from a analog sound to a digital signal and puts it to the computer. An XLR is a analog cable that just runs from the microphone into an interface which then converts the signal into digital to the computer XLR will generally offer you a little bit better sound quality but USB are generally more plug and play take your microphone plug it into your computer turn it on hit record go from there got it
0: now, so XLR those are the cables we're seeing like if we're at a concert someone's gonna mic. Yeah. Yep. You know, or a Comedian, they've got a mic and it's plugged into it. It's like a thicker cable. It's almost like a Cat5 internet cable, but it's yeah, pretty robust. They're,
1: they're a little bit chunkier, a little bit thicker. Um, advantages with XLR is that you have a way wider selection of microphones. Uh, generally, and this isn't necessarily XLR exclusive, but generally you'll see higher quality microphones built for XLR. You generally will get a little bit more adjustability through the interface as well, too. You can... A uh, big advantage to XLR is if you're going to record locally and you want to record more than one person, you really want an XLR interface because uh, you can hook up 18, 20, however many microphones you want to the right interface and record them all at the same time. It's kind of hard to do that with USB. It's a real pain. Um, but again, you know, a USB, there's a lot to be offered through a USB package. It's pretty simple setup pretty plug-and-play, and and they can generally be found for a little less than a microphone plus an interface setup can be found. Okay. Um, Another big deciding factor is going to be dynamic versus condenser microphones. Real quick overview of those, just to keep it as simple as possible. Two different types of capsule a dynamic is generally considered to be less sensitive and a condenser is generally considered to be more sensitive. Dynamics are a little, they are more rugged. Condensers are more fragile. So if you go to any live event, concert, speech, there's a really good chance that the microphones used there are going to be dynamic because there's a good chance that when you're you're setting up all these mics when you're moving gear around something's going to get dropped
2: Mm. so
1: if you've got your hundred dollar dynamic microphone that you drop that you can then pick up and then keep recording with versus (laughs) a five hundred dollar condenser that you drop and now you're out of microphone it's a pretty obvious choice to go with your more rugged microphone there have been some really fun, cool, like, torture tests of the Shure SM58, which is a legendary microphone where people have run it over with a car, they've chucked it into the ocean, they've, like, set it on fire, and they take that mic, they plug it in, and it sounds almost like new. So there's some really, really durable dynamic mics out there. Now, obviously, you want to treat all your gear well, but dynamics are generally also a little bit tougher than your condensers. Now, a condenser is a more sensitive microphone, and that's a pro and a con, depending on your environment. If you're yeah. in a pretty noisy environment, and you have a more sensitive microphone, the more sensitive microphone is going to pick up more noise. On the flip side, it's also going to pick up more of your voice. So a condenser generally, this is a big, you know, it it a condenser generally can sound better, because okay. it picks up more. Now, that's a bit of an overstatement, because again, there's a lot of microphones out there. It can be situation dependent. Um, But condensers were sensitive. You'll generally see most of the microphones in a mic closet in a studio are condensers. There are still a lot of dynamic microphones in that cabinet, but a studio is also a really well-treated, very quiet environment. Right. So that's, that's kind of the quick crash course. So if you have a quiet recording environment, a condenser could be a good option. And I see that on a lot of articles online where they say, don't even think about a condenser because they're al- mm. they're already operating under the assumption that their environment that you're recording in is super loud and noisy. Now again, the office I'm in, we're we're next to a road. So this window is going to let in some traffic noise. I probably wouldn't want to use a condenser for right. this room. But if you have access to a fairly quiet room, a condenser can be a really good option. Now a dynamic is also a really really good option. They can be a little little darker a little bit kind of more mellow of a sound some people mm. like that some people dislike that so that will be those those two things to consider dynamic versus condenser and usb versus xlr that those are going to be the big decisions you're going to have to make when it comes to your microphone
0: yeah this off the is, bat let me just hop in here real quick this what you're highlighting about the condenser because i've i've had trouble um you know, but they battle, right? It's almost like two different sides, two different political parties. But yeah, I'm a condenser. But what, you, what you've really just helped illuminate for us here is, yeah, condenser can be great, but it is sensitive. And so, so many times, what I've heard is people having a condenser and not even considering their environment. And what ends up happening is they've got dog barking. They're they're working from home. They've got kids in the other room yelling and arguing, and that sensitive mic is picking up all of that, mm-hmm. right? And so it, it's like, with great power comes great exactly. responsibility, right? And but they're not considering that, and so, and then that whole conversation we had on room treatment. Well, it maybe doesn't matter as much if you've got a a dynamic and it's right near you, and and you do a little bit of that, and it's just bonus round. But man, if you got that condenser, you're just—it's like you're on a, a telecom conference with a giant boardroom. It just echoes everywhere.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and again, for example, you know, I've I've used condenser mics many a time in in recording myself. And actually, the microphone that I think sounds best for my voice is a condenser mic. It's a fantastic microphone. It's the. Um, this is not necessarily a recommendation, but it's the it's the AKG C414. It's a fantastic microphone. I think it sounds really good for my voice. It's. If someone were to come up to me and say, hey, would you recommend that microphone for podcasting? Prob- Most times I'd probably say no, because it is a it's a $1,400 microphone. You need a, it's What's an it. Called? It's the AKG uh, 414. It's a great microphone. And I've actually got some recording um, that I've done with that that we can we can throw in here. Yeah. It's a great microphone. Uh, when I recorded an episode for Here You Are at the University of Rochester, that was the microphone I used for my voiceover. But I was also in a recording studio. You know, it's an XLR mic, so you need an interface. You need a lot of other stuff with it. It's a great microphone, but if you're recording in an office like this, that would not be my first choice.
0: Yeah, you'd sound terrible, right? Like you'd have the most expensive mic ever, and then you'd sound like like you're a hack because we'd hear everything.
1: Exactly, yeah, yeah. And so that's that's part of it, is is kind of considering where you are and, and what you want out of your microphone, right? Again, if you've got a, a quiet, decently treated room, go for a condenser. Um if you want a little bit better kind of background rejection, go for the dynamic. Or again, if you also you know you can generally get dynamic microphones, a little bit less expensive than you can get a condenser. Like you could set up for sure SM58s, just four microphones, four hundred bucks. Yeah. So that's also again, but that's also kind of just about figuring out how many people you need to record, what your budget is, and, and we don't have to get all into that because we could think up a million different scenarios and find a different mic for each of them. Right. Um, and I don't want this to turn into, you know, like I don't want people to come away from this thinking, oh, this is what Liam said I should get for a microphone and setup. So that's what I'm going to buy because it's different. And that's the thing is that I've used a bunch of different mics all throughout, you know, my professional experience, but also just my personal life to do different things, to meet different needs. But yeah.
0: yeah you know, that, that makes sense. Uh, I, I know it's hard to to suggest one mic, but I think this kind of explains why we tend to recommend, at least for now, until we change our 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 you know our go-to. But like this, the one that we're mm-hmm. using right now, this is pretty good. It rejects some noise. We've got a little bit of noise in the street, haven't really treated the rooms, but they generally they're they're better than better than like a blue yeti which i hate. oh yeah a hundred percent can we can we talk about that can we can we yeah i mean is it the blue yeti or is it just the sound treatment is it the environment because i hate the blue yeti and the snowball and anything from those guys it is it because yeah, it's, it's a condenser in an unprepared room or do those mics just suck
1: little 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 column a column b um <laughs> and that is that is also important to consider with microphones is yeah. you know again you don't have to go crazy super expensive like the microphone that we're that i'm talking to right now this is like a hundred dollars usb microphone and it sounds again it sounds pretty decent there are that sound better you also don't want something bottom of the barrel though you don't want to get like a twenty dollar microphone plug it in because it's not going to sound very good um with a with a inexpensive condenser you definitely do run the risk of it just being really sensitive and also maybe just not sounding very good. Mm-hmm. And that is really something to consider, and that's what I would really recommend to everyone to do before they buy a microphone, is go and listen to some recordings done by that microphone. There are a bunch of really, really great Uh, People out there who basically just do microphone reviews online and they will record microphones back-to-back There's this really great guy that I've really been enjoying his content online lately called uh, podcastage So he'll go through he'll review a mic he'll do like a typing test He'll do like a a background noise test so that you can hear for yourself. Okay, how does this sound for voice? But then also how much noise does it pick up? Um, But yes, so your your condensers are just gonna pick up more noise and The overall quality of the microphone will generally relate to how well it sounds uh, and how nice it sounds. It's not always a one-to-one, you know, if you spend twice as much, it doesn't necessarily sound twice as good, but an inexpensive microphone that's trying to do a lot, too, might not always be the best option. And when I say that, what I mean is is different polar patterns. And, and this may be, we're getting a little, little advanced here, but so a microphone like this is going to have a single polar pattern and the polar pattern is kind of the pickup range of the microphone most microphones are directional this is a cardioid polar pattern which means it's going to be mostly in the front a little bit on the side and then very little in the back you also have say a omnidirectional mic which basically picks up sound from everything around it now to make one if you have a hundred dollars and you're buying a mic that can do one polar pattern versus four polar patterns you're going to be able to build you get generally a nicer capsule that does one thing versus four smaller capsules that each do their own thing.
0: I was wondering about that because sometimes we've encountered people where you know I'm suggesting maybe this mic and they're like oh I've got this one that's uh, it's a condenser and it has all these like different I can go f- different polar patterns right I can go this yeah. way and that way and I can change it around and, and you're saying got it's one. not necessarily great that you can do that.
1: It is and it isn't. So let I me mean, actually. I'll talk about this mic. And this is not. Okay, this is not a sponsorship. Um, and this I mean, is. If, this isn't that other one you're talking about, right? This, this isn't, isn't that
0: fourteen hundred four. No. Four. Okay. Um,
1: it is made by AKG. Um, this is actually. This is a mic that I own that I use myself. Um, this isn't a sponsorship. Uh, but if AKG does want to sponsor us, you know, hit us yeah. up. <laughs> Reach out,
0: Casey at Ringmaster.com. Let's go.
1: But so the reason that I bought this microphone, and for reference, this is a USB condenser multipolar pattern microphone, right? Yeah. So this is not too dissimilar from this is kind of designed to compete with like a, a blue Yeti. So if we're talking about all this and we're talking about, you know, these these multipolar pattern condenser USB mics, you're probably thinking, like, why does this guy own one, right? For a very for a specific reason. Uh so I uh I played played Dungeons and Dragons with my friends online and and me and my partner were we some Often we'll play in the same room, but we'll, all of our friends are, are different places across the country. So it'll be two computers in one room. And if we both have a microphone, you get feedback from right. both of us. There's an echo. And so I was, I was thinking, I was racking my brain. I was like, what's the solution? What's the solution? I'm like, come on, I've got, I've got the audio knowledge. I can figure this out. I'm like, is it an interface with two microphones? And I was like, no, no, no. What I need is one mic that is sensitive so that I can place it in the between two people who are a couple feet apart, that will record front and back, and has a USB connection, because I don't want to drop the cash and lug around an interface just to play Dungeons and Dragons with my friends on the weekend. So that's why I bought this microphone. Cool. It's because it met the needs that I needed for that instance. Now again, if I was gonna record a podcast, this might this probably would be my first choice. Not that it's a bad microphone, but again, it's a really sensitive, condenser. So it will pick up a lot. Yeah. It's not a bad microphone. Just isn't that right tool for the job. But for the situation that I bought this mic for, it's exactly the right tool for the job. And so that's, again, that's gonna be part of it. It's just kind of what, what do you need your microphone to do? Mm-hmm. And if you're recording yourself in a room and you're talking to your guest via zoom, like we're doing, you don't need a bunch of polar patterns. You're just wow. not going to use them, so you're spending all this money to get features that aren't going to be useful for you. Now, again, if you want to do kind of like a like a fireside chat, you know, a coffee chat where you sit down, it's really casual, it's like a live kind of feeling to it, where you're you're in the coffee shop and you've got all the ambience in the background. Yeah, going hear a the clinks of like the that.
0: the cups and the exactly, and, yeah. but
1: you know, for for a B2B podcast. That's probably not what you're looking for, not right? Either. You're probably yeah. not looking for that that coffee shop ambience. But so, for if you are recording a podcast remotely, and you are in, like most people, not a studio studio level quality room, a dynamic microphone is a pretty sure shot. Yeah. Uh, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Those who know know exactly and again dynamic mics are great they're used in every recording studio in the world they are a tool that has a purpose that meets a set of needs so if they meet your needs and they're going to work for you go with that mic if you need something else go with a different microphone um so that's that's kind of my my little uh little spiel on on microphones of different types so and again, i've, I've used dynamic i've used condenser um i've used ribbon microphones before those are really what kind a ribbon microphone so instead of a like capsule it's got a thin aluminum ribbon um they're they're really cool it's kind of like if you think about like that old timey radio announcer sound yeah they're really cool they're ridiculously expensive and ridiculously fragile like if you talk too loudly into them, the ribbon could shatter would Ooh, not recommend no. a ribbon microphone for anyone you know there are like you know, tube amp microphones where they've yes. got vacuum tubes in them those things are cool again wouldn't recommend them really right. for, for b2b podcasting but ultimately when you pick your mic it's just make sure it meets the needs that you need out of a microphone and again if you are in a louder room a dynamic microphone is a really safe bet Again, it's not a it's not a fix. It's not going to cure Again, it's not like you can be, you know, blasting music and running the vacuum in the same room. It's going to pick that up, but it's that chatter of like, okay, yeah, those cars passing outside on the street. This microphone would probably pick those up. Your
0: AKG, right? You're holding up your AKG. Exactly. Right? So, yeah. So like the con- condenser, that condenser would. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and these ATRs wouldn't. Um, Yeah. It's such a great, such a great point about, I mean, we were demonstrating even earlier, we're demonstrating what would be picked up and what wouldn't, it's probably something we should continue to demonstrate as we, I know you're going to be trying different mics out, but you know, like it only picked up a little bit of the pen click or a little bit of the paper shuffle, um, with, with these mics, but man, if you start going less quality, if you, if you downgrade on that, Yeah. yeah, yeah, we are. So, um, cool. So what, what's next, man? Teach on love this
1: yeah i mean that's that's kind of the that's kind of the quick crash core i mean what else do you what else do you want to know about i want to i want to experience
0: all these microphones that you brought and all the
1: different styles yeah i could uh i can unplug and and try some stuff yeah let's start with so i've got a couple mics in front of me um i do have my akg can we start
0: with like laptop sound
1: yeah yeah absolutely all right so give me a second while i switch that i'm
0: excited about this because one i get to hear it because i'm normally the one talking about it but i I think it'd be great for everyone to hear the differences and maybe we even just click a pen or put some papers down as we try these different mics out
1: so this is just recording on the generic whatever speakers they put in this macbook got it Um, so you're on your laptop speakers right now. so the laptop speakers all did you have my microphone morning um, what I had for breakfast this morning was my usual Dunkin' Donuts order of a turkey sausage, egg, and cheese on an English muffin and a side of hash browns. I was maybe going to eat breakfast at home, but, but I kind of decided to skip it this morning because I brought lunch from home. So, geez. you know, yeah, I'll, I'll treat myself. Hearing this, it's the, the contrast,
0: you sounded so good minutes ago, and now you're on this.
1: Yeah. And let me, again, I'll, I'll count some of the, the noisemakers I've got. Oh, here, yeah, like 10. the
0: fan and... Yeah, it's definitely picking that up.
1: Pick that up. Let me turn on. You might actually be able to hear the fan from my computer. My computer fan has been spinning like crazy I this think, entire time. I feel like interview. I can hear that, yeah. So here's my little desk fan on high. Um,
0: you know, I'm, actually, I'm not, not picking that. up the fan. That's pretty interesting. Okay.
2: It, it, yeah. Oh. So, and yeah, I've got like a little, little shaker. Oh, geez. I'll shake that yeah, yeah. so apologies in advance to anyone listening to that. I guess not. Or you're fans, welcome so. if that's your
1: thing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Certain ASMR channel. Um, <laughs> and you can also, like, I'll, I'll tap on the desk a little bit, right? You oh, know, yeah. I, I pull up, like, a Word doc here, and then I, uh, I go... Dude, I,
0: I can hear that so that typing so crazy. Yeah. Okay, so this is laptop sound. And this is what we, we don't want, of course, the host to be sounding like. But oftentimes, I think the challenge is we don't want the guest to be sounding like that. So one of the reasons we wanted to do this was so we can help train everyone's ears, including our own to hear these kind of things. Cause often you connect with your guest, and they're going to be in this kind of a setup. Even if like you right now, you have a, a really nice mic with a light on attached, you know, with a boom and it sounds so professional, but if you started talking the way you're talking, you need to be able to hear that that mic is not connected. It should yeah. sound
1: way better. Yeah. So yeah, this is just my, my, my kind of standard now one option that's also out there i'm recording this just on a, a standalone webcam right. which a lot of people you know with all that that remote work all the zoom meetings team meetings whatever probably at some point in the past couple of years went out and bought a webcam there's a decent chance your webcam has a microphone in it this is what my webcam microphone sounds like oh um, wow what was, so breakfast, this- like? was breakfast like breakfast it was a dunkin donuts turkey sausage egg and cheese on an english muffin with a side of hash browns on it. Wow, not so on you, it, not you on you the sound sandwich, side of hash browns. Yes, yeah, so you
0: sound a little bit better than that laptop sound, but yeah. still it's like,
1: it's- It's not great. And lofty and just not, not great at all. Again, you know, if I like click, and this is probably gonna be a really sensitive microphone. It's probably designed to just kind of be you know, a little very sensitive, so that way, no matter if I'm here, if I'm close to the mic, if I'm over in the corner, it's still gonna probably yeah. pick me up pretty well. It is, but it's also gonna pick up everything else in the background. Because again, you know, if you're not recording, right? If you're just if you're trying to hop on a Zoom conference or or a conference call you're not going to be six inches away from your webcam that would be ridiculous <laughs> so you want that slightly sensitive mic so that way it can pick you up but also again if you've got your, your your buddy sitting next to you it can pick the both of you up without you having separate microphones for each person right but yeah, you know this would be i'd say probably preferable to laptop microphone yeah not the greatest um so what i'll do is i will unplug the atr i will plug in the Blue uh, Snowball get this set up.
0: While you're doing it, do you happen to have Air AirPods? I don't. Because I have some, so I'm going to plug mine in so we can oh, make perfect. this a fantastic adventure. Oh, okay. I'm going to now switch from my beautiful, amazing ATR to AirPod sound.
1: Okay. Oh, that's terrible. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. Um, I can't. I I legitimately cannot even make out the words that you are saying right now. Yes, you're yes. nothing's even coming through. Uh, no. No. It sounds like you're like what I can hear of you. It sounds like you are underwater. Um, which is not I, generally I, how you want to sound. I, this I is. Be the show with this mic. Though. I <laughs> I would not advise doing the show with that microphone. Um. So, maybe if you wanted to do, like, a horror show where, like, you scared people with how bad the audio quality was, you could do a show with the uh, AirPods. But other than that, I would say maybe not the best. Alrighty. we're just, It's not even like they're not charged.
2: Yeah. You know? It's crazy.
1: You sound like a robot. I sound like a robot. Actually, I think a robot – no offense, Casey. I think a robot would actually sound better. Uh, it it might. just how bad the AirPods are. Oh, perfect. My, bear, oh, my back? That is, that is way better. <laughs> All right, are awesome. we ready for the Snowball? Yes. Yeah. So here's audio recording with the Snowball. Do You hear a difference? Yeah. Yeah. What were you on so, before that? You were no, on I was on the webcam? webcam before that. So let me switch back, okay. actually. So now I'm on the webcam again. All right, now the webcam is maybe two feet away from me. Not, it's not a standalone microphone. Really, it's a camera that they put a microphone on. And now I'm back to the Snowball. Wow. definitely better. better. It's definitely better than what you have. It's definitely better. And that's the thing, right? This is, and I'm going to kind of readjust this a little bit closer to my mouth. This is a $50 USB condenser microphone. Comes with a desk mounted tripod. Yeah. You plug it in. That's it. That is all the setup that goes on here. The only feature of this microphone is that it records sound like every other microphone. And it does have a little red. D on the front of it now you can probably hear though when I pick that up to show you you can probably hear a little bit of noise when I put it back on the table you can hear yep. that noise if I tap the, the table all that noise transfers through now because it's a condenser it probably is picking up a fair bit of my voice so it probably doesn't sound like the worst thing ever but now if I you know you might be able to hear the traffic noises if I turn the fan on high you so know the fans behind it do you hear that fan
0: uh, I hear it a little bit, but not too bad because it's behind it.
1: Yeah, um, and I'm sure there's probably some background suppression going on through Zoom as well. Yeah. Too. Pardon me. But you know, if I if I click my pen. Oh yeah. It's like if I if I go and type on the you know keyboard. You can probably hear all that. Just a little um, bit, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. It's not the most egregious thing ever. Uh, but you know, and, and for plosives though, particularly like if I was like Peter Piper picked a pack of pip. Pickled peppers. You're probably just getting punched with those p sounds.
0: Not too bad. But
1: again, it's not the worst microphone. It would be if you, you know, had to go out and buy a microphone and you wanted to spend just not that much money on it. Wouldn't be the worst choice. Again, yeah, condenser. So it's going to be kind of sensitive. It's a microphone. Records sound. That's what mostly what there is to say about this microphone. Uh, <laughs> again, just kind of a little bit of a vocal. Test with it. You know, here's how it sounds. It's desk mounted, so again, I, I have to kind of come down over to it. That
0: is the It got. It, I felt like it got better when you got closer to it because it seems a little hollow or something.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. It's getting. So if it's I get getting a getting closer to it, right? Because here, when I'm sitting like this, yeah, there's about a good maybe foot between me and the microphone. Right. Well, if I get a little closer, and again, I have to kind of come down to the microphone for this. You get a little bit richer of a tone. It, it, it's it's there's the proximity effect so if I get just if anyone doesn't want to listen to really bad audio pause now so if I get really close up on the microphone it's super bassy yeah I get a little further if I get really far, far away from it it's it's just just right. hollow if you get in that kind of sweet spot of the microphone this yeah. is how it sounds so Back it's a to little positioning bit, yeah exactly so that's the Blue Snowball, $50 USB microphone. No polar pattern, so it's just pickup in the front. Uh, it's pretty simple. Uh, what does amaze me actually is that it does actually have a threaded mount, so you could put it on a boom if you really wanted to. Yeah. Um,
0: now, if an actual fire went by, we're probably picking it up on your, on your 100%, mic. 100%, yeah. yeah.
1: So that's this microphone. Uh, you want to try the AKG now? hmm Yeah, this thing's pretty sweet. Let's do it. Alrighty so this is the AKG I think Lyra is what it's called I don't remember the exact name of the microphone it is a USB condenser with a multi-pattern pickup selection so you've got a couple different options it does have an adjustable gain switch on the back which can be nice again for an instance like this where I can lower raise it to help kind of set those levels better so that you make sure you have enough volume So it's not super quiet but on the flip side not so much that you're you're clipping and running into distortion got it now this again as i mentioned has multiple pickup patterns so right now i'm in the cardioid or the front pattern so it's facing me and it's trying to pick up just what's in front of me and again i'll turn on the fan in the background yep not too bad at it hear that i've got a pen click and i'll move that kind of around the microphone yeah pens are devastating i hear that yeah so that is that's with it in the front mode now there's a a dial on the back here that lets me switch modes this is the surround sound this is the omni uh directional pickup so it is recording a 360 around this microphone
0: and i instantly heard the fan
1: Yeah. yeah yeah so again if we were to sit in this same room, or if we were to get, you know, all of us here in this room hop on a conference, this wouldn't be a bad choice to hook up to a single computer to pick up everyone around the table. Right. Wouldn't it be a great choice for a solo recording on a podcast to have it set up in your your omnidirectional because you're just going to pick up, going to pick up this fan, you're going to pick up the typing on the computer, you're going to pick up everything. You know, a couple other modes where you can go to like a stereo mode. So I, in theory, if I go to the left, you should hear me, you know, come through a different ear. You might not through Zoom. And then you've got different modes. But so with something like this, you know, your audio quality is going to be a little bit better than your snowball. You've got those different modes. If you need the different modes. Overall, not a bad mic. I I did not buy this for podcasting. I bought this for a specific application I detailed earlier where I needed a USB condenser multi-pattern pickup. Because that's what I needed out of that microphone. So that's why I bought it. I didn't wasn't in that situation. Wouldn't have bought this microphone. Not because it's bad, just wasn't something I would have needed otherwise. Right.
2: Um,
0: I like so. that you practice the uh, switching the different polar patterns because oftentimes I've encountered guests who have a mic like that. They don't realize that they can change the polar pattern and it's set up to something else. Oh yeah. And so their mic sounds terrible, and as a host, I need to be able to hear that and say, "Man, you got a pretty nice looking mic." And I'm still hearing all this stuff. Let's try switching modes on that thing and see if we can get a different polar pattern.
1: 100%. And, and you know, w- when we think about mics like this, because when you go and check out those articles about what are the best microphones for podcasting, your Yetis, your USB condensers, particularly your USB condensers with multiple pickup patterns are are really high on the list. And yeah. if you are a... If you are recording just yourself in your room, you don't need multiple pickup patterns. R- realistically. Right. And so again, it d- depends on the the use of what you're using that microphone for. Now, if I'm gonna go out and do a field recording and maybe get some sound effects of, of like birds in the forest, and I want that you know full surround where you can hear where everything's coming from, yeah, I would grab my my field recorder, which is a condenser microphone mm. where you can switch the polar patterns so you can choose how you want to record that. But if you're just you know an individual recording in your room for a podcast, multiple polar patterns are ultimately really mostly a marketing feature.
0: Marketing feature.
1: Got it. Got it. And, and it's also a, a chance for you to
0: screw it up. When I mean, it's one thing where you, you got to make sure it's connected to Zoom. You got to make sure that it's actually on, yeah. and not just plugged in, uh, but you gotta make
1: sure it has the right polar pattern. So yeah, it, it is just another thing to, to trip you up, really. Exactly, it's, it's kind of a, you know, jack of all trades, master of none. Whereas, right. you know, this microphone is specifically for a, a solo vocal. Solo. Vocal. Not specific, it, that's, that's what this microphone would really lend itself to. You right. point it at a, a thing you want to record, and it does a really good job at that and right. trying to pick up just that thing you're pointing it at. Right. So, this microphone, it's a condenser again, so it's got that that different sound profile to it. But with those different patterns, you can choose how much you pick up. But if you're not going to need to record the entire room, paying for that doesn't make much sense to do, in my opinion, at least. I mean, if you right. want to, you know, whoever out there, spend your money however you want to. But there are really, really great. USB dynamic microphones that are cardioid only, that sound really great for, you know, whether it's you know, podcasting that are, you're not gonna have to fuss with all these different polar patterns, same advantage to plug and play as the USB. And they're gonna sound, you know, again, not that this is a bad microphone, they'll sound even better. they'll sound a couple steps up. So you really do have some fantastic options out there. Yeah. Regardless of your budget. And it's just going to come down to picking the right mic for the right situation. Um, again, you know, even your $100 dynamic USB, which I think a lot of people would look at and they'd say, oh, it's a $100 USB microphone. Like They'll have this misconception that it's going to sound bad. Yeah, if you compare it to a $1,400 AKG microphone, sure. yeah, it's going to sound terrible. But it's all about kind of also understanding what you're using for what it is right and trying to get the best out of that microphone in ways that aren't just the microphone itself like we talked about the boom arm the shock mount the proper positioning people listen to this the majority of this episode was recorded on this audio technica atr right this is not a bad option it's a really slick setup again if you're not looking to drop a lot of money on your initial setup But then that ultimately comes down to budget, right? If you're looking at that with a $2,000 budget for your setup, yeah, you've got room to play. You can get whatever Mm -hmm. fun, you know, gadgets you want for your setup. Um, yeah.
0: Do you have your cell phone on you?
1: I actually, I I took it out of my pocket and I put it in the other room because part of setting up your environment, right? I don't want my phone going off in the middle of this recording and, uh, Going ring ring. I could get my phone if you want.
0: Yeah, I'd love for you to grab it. And I think a final sample I'd love to record on here is is that voice yeah. dial in
2: um, call yeah. up phone. All right. How's it going? Oh good. I hear you through my phone now too. That's you hear great. me? That's the sound. Hey, what'd you have for my Am breakfast I caller number five? What? <laughs> am I calling number five? Do I win the tickets? Hey, you're caller number five. <laughs> <laughs> So for breakfast this morning, I had Dunkin' Donuts, turkey, sausage, egg, and cheese on an English muffin with a side of hash browns.
0: Now, this is this is amazing yeah, because we're not going to punish people by having you on AirPods on your cell phone because we can imagine how much worse that would be. So I think the deceiving thing here is like phone isn't terrible, but there's this delay. It's, it's like that 1990s delay or yeah. where you know, I tell a joke and then you laugh uh, two seconds later. And then the problem that happens, and you could talk more about this, but I, the video essentially doesn't match the voice anymore.
2: Yeah. So it'll probably be a little out of sync. Um, and what a lot of it comes down to, and I mean, granted, I'll, I'll give the engineers at, at Zoom and all these video conferencing uh, companies a huge, huge shout out because they've done really good jobs at, with this via the software, making it not sound as terrible as it could be. All right. Like a lot of these programs are going to have auto noise cancellation. Um, and they've probably beefed up the, the you know phone line a little bit. It's not great. This isn't great. Uh, audio is probably out of sync. So the audio is not matched up to my voice, which is a hassle to fix after the fact. Um, And to talk more about that, right, you know, uh, a Zoom or any of these like kind of teleconferencing, their main focus is to get people on to a voice call and to chat with each other for business purposes, school purposes. They're not really designing themselves as a recording platform. So when you call someone on the phone and you talk to them, you've probably noticed that their voice doesn't sound super crisp and clear Over the phone. And that's not necessarily because we can't build good speakers or good microphones. It's for data transmission purposes. When you send your phone signal across the airwaves, there are certain parts of the frequency that get just chopped off of that recording, right? There's a certain band to save data size. So anything outside that band has been kind of designated as okay, we don't need to record this because it's not really necessary for understanding what the other person's saying. And it saves on bandwidth. It makes it easier to send those signals. But in a recording application where you want to be then listening back to that audio, it's not the highest fidelity because you're yeah. missing out on a lot of the, the lows, the highs that would otherwise be recorded that we hear when we talk to people kind of daily, you know, in person. So ultimately, yeah, you can hear what I'm saying, but it's not great.
0: Right. 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 It's like it gets the point across in a meeting where we're just trying to get the point across. We're not trying to record it. Oh, yeah. Have thousands of people listen to it afterward.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Cool, man. Well, tell you what, let's get you back on your microphone and find out more about how people can connect with you. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like we just went on a journey and now we're back to you on that mic again. And it's we're great. Back. It's almost like yes. we're home. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So where, where can people connect with me? So if you have any questions about mics, if you want to talk gear or just get some general suggestions, I'm always happy to chat briefly on LinkedIn. You send me a connection request. The, you know, my name is William Gusios. That's G O U S I O S can almost guarantee I'm the only William Gusios on LinkedIn. I shouldn't be too hard to find. But yeah. Uh, always happy to chat gear, talk about mics.
0: And we'll link to that in the show notes too, so people can click right on through to you and, and connect sure. up and, and get some more knowledge that way. Uh, Liam, thank you so much for being on here. This has been absolutely fun. This has been so much fun to play around with mics. And and, and I think I've had more fun on my side because you've been trying all the different... mics. I've been able to hear these things on this side. I can't wait for you to hear the recording. Uh, but thank you so much for coming on here and just teaching me and everyone else about mics.
1: Well, thank you for having me, Casey. It was a, it was a pleasure to talk on the show.
0: Well, if you've learned something on this show, and I know you have, um, those of you listening, because I literally have two pages of notes front and back over here, then share this episode with one person, nine people, 3,000 people. Get this information in other people's hands. If you hear a podcast with absolutely atrocious sound, get this link (laughs) to this show to that podcaster so that they can learn a little bit more and that you can save your ears the trouble. Um, Absolutely freaking cool cool episode. I can't wait to, to think about all the different ways we can get this information out to people. Again, Liam, you're the man. Thanks so much. Okay. Thank you. All right, guys. This has been another exciting and weird and fun and experimental episode of Creating the Greatest Show. We will see you all next time. And next time doesn't have to be next week. Life's too short and we have way too much to talk about. P.T. Barnum.